crying, show and tell, and fuck brides. All this and more on today's Brilliant Observations. Do, 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 do. What the what? You're at the beach, Melissa. I am at the beach. Why? What's up? This is how it works? This is how it works. All of the people who spend their summers at the beach are gone. Uh, And now Melissa can enjoy having a beach house and walking the boardwalk with an AirPod in and not have to worry about getting rammed up the keister with an electric bike or... I don't know, the weird shit that happens or people saying you can't have your dog here and me saying, oh, it's off season and then saying it again and me yelling, fuck you. So here Welcome. we are. Welcome, neighbor. Here we are at the beach and we did our morning walks. I'm excited to be here with all of you today, this morning. And I listened to my intro and thought, that's not very positive. You're in a good place, girl. What? Why always so negative? Is that a problem with me? Well, I'm not going to call it a problem. <laughs> I'm going to call it an opportunity. To what? I don't feel like you're negative, though. Despite okay. the Fuck appearance intro. <laughs> otherwise... <laughs> Because I know that it doesn't touch your heart. I think it's just yeah, sort of a, it's true. kind of Thank a fun you. little hobby. But yeah, I, it could be, mis, it could be misperceived. Oh, a hobby. I, I need to put your that anger on hobby. my resume. Right. I need to put that immediately <laughs> on my resume. I'm working on my hobby today. Just going to get real worked up about a bunch of stuff. I've gotten really good at it, too, though. (laughs) That's what happens. You develop expertise when you're an amateur practitioner. Yes, absolutely. How was anger aficionado? It was good. Were you angry at all this week? (laughs) Oh yes, it's you know it's uh it's good it's good it's good. I am recommitting recommitting. Friend of mine inexplicably has decided to go on Ozempic. Inexplicably, oh oh oh, oh. has decided to go on Ozempic. He has been paying attention to his blood sugar levels for a while, and. Mentioning that diabetes runs in his family. I don't see it. He's of healthy weight. There's no issue for this. He's an active person. It's all a little bit weird. And then all of a sudden, he went through one of these Zoom meeting with some doctor in who knows Wichistan and then drop shipped three months of Ozempic from a compounding pharmacy. So it's like the little vial with an actual yeah. needle, not just an injectable pen. So all these things, just paying for it off label or whatever you do. Just to get shit under control and manage and be proactive. And Tracy Jordan is on Ozempic. Like everybody is sort of doing it. And it occurred to me, my journey has included Trulicity and insurance is being a dickhole about it as it's gotten more popular and it's getting unrealistic. I finally just decided, do you know what? If I needed to go somewhere and I didn't have enough cash, I would put that airplane ticket on a credit card. I would. And I would pay it over two to three months. And that's what I did. I went and I bought my $1,000 prescription and I put it on a credit card. And I thought, fuck it. I'm going to get one month of this shit, argue with insurance in the meantime. I'm not going to keep, because that's what happens. I'll argue with them for a month and a half. Then they'll approve it. But meanwhile, a month and a half of my time and my progress and my motivation and my momentum is gone. So this is full-scale reset, literally, ha-ha, full-scale reset, effective you know, it'll be tomorrow is my is my kickoff day. I'm going to do Wednesdays just because it's a weekly medication. And I find that gives you the best, you know, any side effects are sort of over by the weekend. You still have good coverage by the weekend. And then when it starts to dwindle, it's the middle of the week anyway. So you're normally, I'm normally good during the week. Weekends are hard. Can't we have fun anytime? I went to my neighbor's last night. Just the dog was in the backyard. Walked over there to get the dog. And they handed me a glass of wine. And I thought, yes, please. Here it is, 4.30 Somebody's putting a wine in my hand. This is the right, this is the right kind of thing. It felt right. You yeah. went with it. I didn't question it. I didn't ask for it. I didn't refuse it. I was like, mm-hmm. yep, that's where we are. I find that way. So you find that way with like the the party, the alcohol, the I find that to be true with cookies <laughs> and cake. There's always a party, a birthday, a reason for 
cake and cookies. They're always there. Kind of, kind of cake. There. Cake is the reason for the cake. You don't Cupcakes. need any other yeah. reason. Yeah. And, and I've seen a lot of women say, you know, you could just buy a birthday cake and eat the shit out of it. Or you could make a cake. And I get that. But my point is, you don't even need to do that. There's always an occasion. There's always a reason peripherally circling you where there will be a soft baked cookie at we some point. We continue to have drooling. breath in our body. It's cake right? time. Let's celebrate. Any any reason to be I'm honest. I'm ready to go. Yes, I love it. What was that TV show or bit where there's always, maybe it was a Seinfeld episode that there was always cake for somebody's birthday somewhere and something was going on. Maybe Elaine was like, okay, I don't have time. I have work to do. I can't eat another fucking cake and sing another happy birthday. Right. And again, I don't even need to go to the Amish market anymore to bring home that amazing cinnamon bread cake thing because it's always there. Good for you. And I'm a snacker. You're living your life right. I love it. Well, I think my point was, I think everybody has that. Everybody has the imminent cookie. Oh, it'll be here in a second. Don't worry. Uh, Ooh, I found amazing pizza yesterday. You did? Do Here tell. at the beach. It is, it is a place called Jace's Place, and it's New York-style pizza. And oh, sweet Jesus. I fucking loved it. So if ever, if ever... We're, you gotta, you gotta pizza. And again, it'll be a snack. It won't be a meal because there's so many good meals to have down here. You don't want to waste a meal on what, pizza? We're not kids. It was really good. So Don't want to waste a meal on pizza. It's such a strange sentence. It's an appetizer for me. Oh, and then where's God. the meal? Come on. Come on. You Come know on. it to be Come true. On. Come on. Okay. Well, first, let me do a quick check-in. How are the boys? Everyone is spectacular, doing swimmingly well. It is wonderful and glorious. I said to somebody the other day, I don't remember who it was, having one child in the home, it's easier than having a fucking dog. It is like the simplest thing. It, it's it's fantastic. I don't even know why we had more than one kid. Why? I really don't. And I furthermore don't understand why two parents with one kid are wildly stressed out and I mean they just fixate so much on the success and happiness of this right, kid. Right, right, right. I'm like, know. what? <laughs> <laughs> He's on autopilot. I swear no. to you. And this is a high needs kid. I mean this is a child who is a high performer, so he has a lot of expectation that and a lot of activities that we support. We give a lot of parenting time, attention and resources to this one remaining kid that's here. Right? And it's still a third of what's and it's still it's still do. like fucking nothing it is honestly the dog takes more work it's just it's crazy and it's a delight and i'm yeah everybody's of high school age and bad so i mean that makes a bigger difference as well because their their biggest concern my biggest issue is they're just snooty patoots they have such strongly developed opinions on every fucking thing that it doesn't matter what it is, they're going to do it this way and just so and have and comment about you doing it this way. And that's so like, OK, great. Go for it. I don't care. I'm not doing it. We're done. Had to have condom talk yesterday. Ugh, it was not great. I don't I love it. I can hear the eye roll from here. Well, the, the middle one came home for a quickie poo haircut, which I didn't think he needed. But he was like, yes, I must have haircut, haircut. I'm like, they have barbers where you are. And he's like, no, I must go to. I'm like, whatever. So I brought him home, took him for a haircut, took him to dinner, took him back. And on the way back, as part of the chat, it became clear that he needs some condoms. So made that happen. So I came home and I thought, you know what? The almost 16-year-old probably has to have this direct face-to-face -face conversation as well because we've had it with all of them in various forms and with this one he continues to say no I don't like we've had the conversations enough that he's like no I don't need it no I don't want to talk about it no 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 I'm not like this brother I'm not like that brother you're crazy you're crazy and so we got all the way into it we're like well we're just going to do it now and by we, of course, I mean me, while of both course. my child and my husband stared at me aghast at all the words that were flying out of my mouth. But I'm like, I don't care. I'm going to tell I'm you. I'm surprised your husband was even in the room. I'm going to tell you because I said normally daddy would have this conversation with you and the conversation would go something like this. You're being smart. And that's it. That conversation's over. Right. That's it. Here's, here's a box of condoms. So we went all the way up and down and all the way around the horn. And, you know, the amount of information that he thought he had that he did not have was stunning to me. Just stunning to me. For all of this 
he's a high achiever, high academic kid. He's a leader. He's inquisitive, curious, gets information from lots of sources. He's a critical thinker, all these things. Has had detailed sex education in school, biologic education, has good social dynamics, all the fucking thing. Doesn't know, has never handled a condom, physically handled one. Never opened a packet, never took one out, never unrolled it, didn't know about the rolling of the this or that. I'm like, well, what do you... You just gonna figure it out on the day? How's that gonna go? In the heat of the moment? <laughs> yeah. You're I not don't gonna feel pinch like, that top little reserve. I said I don't feel slide. like you're I don't feel like you're in the heat of the day kind of a guy. I think you prefer to be well organized and practiced. You know they got different sizes, you know they got different qualities, they got different this, they got different that. So it was a detailed conversation and the uh, the shock wore off and the curiosity opened up. And I don't love planting the seed of curiosity in this way. I don't love that. But at the same time, when else are we going to do it, right? I mean, we've talked about sexting before there was any possibility that was happening. We talked about vaping and drugs before there was any possibility of happening. So anyway, so that was a little bit of curiosity. No condoms have been purchased or procured or any of this, but the the actual conversation occurred. We try to have conversations with our children on these big topics on their level, whatever level that is. If somebody dies and you have a three, a seven, and a 17-year-old child, they each get the conversation differently on their level. I just saw in a Perkyoman Valley by us here, there's a school district. I know. There's a school district that... This kids this week staged a walkout because transgender is a protected class in the Constitution or the whatever sure. of that okay. school. Sure, yeah. And the s- 10 students didn't like that a girl walked into a bathroom and there were, there's only one trans student in their whole school, right? Oh, they walked out because they didn't want the trans person. Correct. And oh, I, fuck you. Keep walking. I Keep don't know on what's walking. Happening. Walk down to the corner. Go find you another school and don't come back. Have fun with your walk. You little so, conservative dickholes. I saw it on Facebook. It was MS. Nope. It was Fox News, clearly, Gross. that was having this thing. And the four children that staged it were in four boxes. Like, like we're in two boxes right now on the screen. Four screens together and the interviewer. And none of those children could put together a coherent sentence to say, <laughs> we, well, what do you mean? How did I feel? How did I like you need a better editor i heard that this is a problem because nothing they had nothing and their parents were in the screen with them and they kept saying every i don't know reposturing the question it was ridiculous and i thought it must be hard doing the wrong thing and then having to justify it on national television how's that going for you i don't know any percentages but i can tell you of the six i'm guessing families that have a trans member living in their family right as part of their immediate unit that I know and love very very closely of those six I would say easily four of them you would not know who the trans person is because this the goal the goal goal is to is to oh I in the same way here's how I explained to myself when I was in the early stages of my oldest son's childhood playmate uh was tra- is trans and started to transition still in middle school and that felt really shocking and my kid is 21 so even even the culture had not caught up yet my awareness right. had not caught up yet and so one of the earliest forays into this was is this good parenting right is this risky what are we doing here did this child even know and the couple of ways that i got my head around it pretty quickly was if i was to wake up tomorrow and be in a man's body, a physical man's body. What would that do to my brain? Right? And so that immediately opened my eyes to, well, shit. And then I thought, okay, well, what if I woke up tomorrow and wondered, am I supposed to be in a man's body? And I haven't had either one of those questions. I've not entertained either one of those questions for any length of time. And somebody who's been thinking about that and feeling that way, totally different worldview so give them the fucking credit that they know what they're supposed to do and like I say out of the six or seven folks that I know four of them just look like any other fucking person they're just trying to get themselves in a situation where the outside matches the inside so when you're in the bathroom in peewee fuck you elementary 
and somebody walks in, I guarantee this person is not wearing like outlandish clothing. Look like fucking David Bowie walking in. Right. Blend ready in. ready to go on stage. In. No, this, right. is, this is just somebody who wants to live his, her, their life. And frankly, sometime has to go tinkle. So why are you concerned with what they're doing in the stall? They're not concerned with you. Fucking mind, not mind your fucking wax you. and keep stepping. Fucking dick. I don't know these kids and I don't want to know these kids bum, that bum, walked bum. out. The more you know. Or less in this case. Yeah, they definitely know less. Jerks. Aim, I heard something and it was about show and tell. Uh-oh. And I thought, oh, I remember show and tell. And I had that at the Goddard School when I was their teacher and it was morning circle and they would come in and tell me all the things and it was so great until it took a turn like my mom's boyfriend's got his guns and he has Oh my god. Yeah, it was tough. It was very tough. Adults are doing this now. What? Grown-ups are doing this now and you <laughs> could be I'm just prepping you cuz you have a social come community on. down there and I don't. You could be asked to come to a show and tell. What? Yes. Oh, this sounds fantastic and also terrible, but I'm ignoring that part. Come on, tell me the good ones. Okay, well, that's really a question for you. I wouldn't go, but you yes, would. Yes, you would. Have. What would you bring to your show and tell? Wait, These are adults. Wait. Would it be like an heirloom or an oddity or a collectible? Or what would you in your life bring to, think of your community, your group of friends. What would you bring to an adult show and tell? Are you trying to tell me that you go to somebody's house and there's a party and you physically bring an object and you do show and tell with an object? Here's the well, thing I mean, that after I have. cocktails and hors d'oeuvres, yes. Oh my God. Oh my God. I don't know. How would I know? What would we do? What I don't know. This is so exciting. It sounds interesting. It sounds like something you guys would absolutely do. Oh, we're fucking doing it. We're fucking doing it immediately. <laughs> the only question is who and how long. Let's go. And what and what would you bring? I've thought about this and I have this picture like a flat Stanley of my grandfather and I bring him everywhere. He's actually posted up right now in our kitchen because he lived a life where he wasn't allowed by my grandmother to do anything. They <laughs> saved and they saved and they saved. And he said, let's travel. She said, no, no. And let's do No, no, no. Let's buy a new car. No, 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 no. So he never got to do anything. So I bring him everywhere and he's kind of my oddity. Um, but is there something you have that's a, uh, oh, and Mallory, my daughter's bringing him to Greece when she goes on winter break because he could get to see Greece and it's really cute. Nice. What do you have that you would want to share and kind of explain its importance or relevance or significance in your life? Oh, I've, it's probably something from my grandparents. I probably, we've got, you know, an engraved silver platter that was given as a gift the to my- silver platters? To my grandfather <laughs> from the- in commemoration of service and benefit of Italian Americans, or I have some bake light. I have a bake light fork. My grandmother used to have bake light. If you're familiar with that is it's kind of I'm like, not. Okay. So in the forties, Amy's guessing there are, they were these very inexpensive, um, silver service and bake light was like a precursor to plastic. So it's kind of plastic like, and they, the forks themselves, or it's a metal fork, and whatever, it's a silverware service. And then the handles are squared off, and it looks like faux wood, but it's actually made of some kind of resin. So it's not quite anything you're familiar with. It is Bakelite. It's not quite plastic. It's not quite wood. It's not quite huh. cement. Yeah, so you, I'll take a picture of it and put it on the... Uh, People are screaming at me that actually know about Bakelite. Have you ever seen those no, bangles? No, they're screaming at me. Those heavy bangles know. that resin. women wear as bracelets. You had me at resin, yeah. So they did, Bakelite did um, some, okay. some things like that and napkin rings and whatever. It was in the same time that Corningware and Pyrex, when these things were being those invented, right? So uh, she had she had green glass plates as the, uh, that was the kitchen plates that we would have and then these Bakelite, anyway, so I, so I have a Bakelite spatula that we would use all the time. And uh, it's very old and warbled and gross. But I don't know. I'm, I might bring that or I don't know. Is that what you're supposed to bring? Or are you supposed to bring something like good? Like, I don't I don't know what you would bring. I went I, we had an event at uh, somebody's house. and I wanted to ask you about it to see if it was like during Rosh Hashanah because it was Sunday morning. Is that over? Sunday morning, Is the New Year begun morning. on Sunday morning? 
Or was it still Rosh Hashanah? The Rosh Hashanah. Yeah. So here we are in the days of awe. Rosh Hashanah just passed. I only observe one day because I'm a Reformed Jew. Congratulations. Conservative Orthodox. They do two days. So Sunday, to answer your question. Yeah, they're still they're still in the thick of it. Melissa is not. Melissa can now skip about and think about all the ways I have wronged people. <gasps> it's and- phone call day. Oh, I love it. I love phone call day. Right. For for sins I've committed against the Lord, only the Lord can excuse. For sins we have committed against each other, you need to seek atonement, right? So Mm -hmm. here we are. Amy, if in any way in the past (laughs) year, I have since the past year, (laughs) if... Fuck that. Uh, uh, yeah, so that's – I'm on a tour. I'm on a 10-day uh, tour to say I, I am sorry, and I had two phone calls to make, and one of them I had the other day. Let me just give you from our gig. For these and another, any other grievous sins you may have committed, I absolve you in the name of the Father and of oh, the Son thank and God. of the Holy Spirit. Amen. Okay, good. All You're three clear. Of them? Okay, good. Yeah, come on in. <laughs> yeah, none of my actions this year <laughs> – for the act I committed against you by ghosting you because I was afraid to tell you something I didn't want to tell you is really my sin that nobody reads. Um, my big thing is is hide. I turtle. Oh, conflict? No, th- unless it's on the boardwalk on the way to Atlantic City. Oh, you're not fucking hiding then. I am conflict You're free. Lady Fisticuffs. That's me. Fisticuffs. Opening, opening act to Lady Antebellum. So we got to I just got to tidy up a few close loose ends here. I couldn't believe that these people were having a a brunch. It was a thank you brunch for a club that I'm in at school, the kids high school. Right. Great. In the on Sunday morning in Rosh Hashanah. And I thought I thought, what are you sure this is right? So uh, I don't know about that one. And back to show and tell. The reason I even mentioned going there is because they're pretty swank folk. They had a, they, in one room of the house, they had a little bar set up, which was delightful for your sort of breakfast treats. Okay. They had an original Gone with the Wind book on the shelf. What do you mean book? The you book. You mean like script? You mean like. The Gone with the Wind book, an original it's- cloth bound original of Gone with the Wind. They just had, their decorating style is quite traditional. I was going to say conservative. It's the traditional style. So okay. on one of those you know, built-in bookshelf alcove things. They had the leather-bound encyclopedia, the little tiny ones where there's all the same book. And then they had a whole bunch of little leather-bound books. Really, honestly, I thought for effect. And I thought, let's see what kind of bullshit interior decorator put in here. So I went over and I was looking at the books. And sure enough, they were actual books. And one of them was fucking Gone with the Wind. That is very cool. It wasn't in like a glass-protected case nope. or it was just nope. chilling there. Just a with- big old fatty sitting there. I mean, they had a lot of shit that probably should have been glass cases. No, that's fine. Go for so it. So they would have brought that to the show and tell. Maybe not. They're probably one of these assholes who's like, well, here's my Matisse. You know, this is the Renoir Jeez, that we Louise. have in them. Yeah. But is that even what you would bring to a show and tell? No. Like when I was given the choice of an oddity, a collectible, I'm tempted to bring out my penis pillow. Like I, I want <laughs> to bring out something fun or okay. intriguing or... Where did you get that? Oh, my God. I remember that. I have a full set of the Burger King Disney collaboration for, I, I guess we got them in, no, Happy Meals or McDonald's, aren't they? I have the Burger King. You get a toy or prize. I have a full set of their cups. I wonder what they used to call those meals because they came in, in little in little cardboard carrying boxes and they would give you the crown. So Burger King was on the train for a while. But McDonald's did invent the Happy Meal. Fuck all y'all. Sorry. It's how it goes. They're number one. And whoever, whatever advertiser that was, you win. You win. Oh, fuck. So I did have Rosh Hashanah at our house. We hosted my husband's family. And thank you to TikTok for giving me a recipe for a dessert that I served in a crock pot. What? And it was fire. I don't know. I don't, I don't know if I can endorse. You got to discuss. Stay, stay with me. Ready? Crockpot on high for okay. two and a half hours. I'm Sc- going backwards. Scary start. Yeah. Okay. Take out your cake mix. Put together mm-hmm. your milk and eggs and, and mix and blend that up, right? Just as Box tells you. Yes. 
first spray your, you have to spray the crock pot. Yes. Then you pour the cake mix in. Yes. Now you're going to take a box of instant chocolate pudding. Okay. It's a better start. Yeah. Well, first of all, what kind of cake did you picture in your head? Yellow cake. Okay. I I'm, did. I get now it's chocolate. So. I did German chocolate cake. Okay. Double German okay. sticky cake. So that's chocolate in there. The pudding. I also did. Let chocolate. me stop you. When's the last time you bought a fucking box of cake? A cake box. When's the last time you bought a box of powdery dry cake box mix ever in your life? I'm so glad you asked that. Four days ago before I made this. Before dessert. this dessert. When's the last time you bought one? I have four cake box mixes in my. At all times. This is a staple. It is because for growing up, my husband's family made him cupcake cones. Every oh, year you've for made them birthday. before and they're delightful for sure. OK, so I've always had to have them there, but I decided I like them with orange cake which they don't even make anymore. I so. remember when they would have that. But there was some kind of, you do like clementines or something with it. I'm trying to remember. Yeah. The last time I bought a box of cake mix was yeah. because I saw it at Trader Joe's after Trader Joe's opened here. So this was like three years ago. They had some vanilla cake mix. And I thought, well, I could use that for something. And I used it as an ingredient in something else. And that's it. I, I don't remember buying one before well, or bake. since. But you I bake and you cook ask my family, you... no, she don't. I mean, I could bake. I, I choose. I have the ability to bake, but you're I the don't. cookie lady. Yeah, well, you've got to be just, kidding. I mean, I don't I don't hate on cake box. It's just it's just it's not a kind of I don't know. I don't buy creamer either. Who buys the fucking creamer? Get cream. What's wrong with you? Like, oh, I, don't I was going to say, it. we have half and half in our fridge all yeah, day. Yeah, half day. and half. Yeah, that's not creamer. That's half okay. and half. That's normal. Oh, you mean person. the little tiny plastic Who buys things? The pretenders. I don't get that. It's like this is just. Milk and oil. Why would you do that instead of, I don't even understand these people. While who, you're there. Get, like flavor. Anyway. Blah, 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 while blah. you're there, why doesn't that need to be refrigerated if it's milk and oil? Yeah. It's because they do dark magic on it to make it voodoo I don't understand. It's gross. And it's okay. made, it's a not, it's like an early, it's like an oily, early, bleh, you don't want that. You got so many other ways you could put flavor in your coffee. You don't have to like get motor oil and, you know, pass it through a through a fucking donkey sock. Like why are you drinking this shit? It's disgusting. Donkey sock. I don't know. Ooh. I don't want any of that stuff. Tell me about your cake mix in the crock so, pot that goes in also with pudding cuz now I'm wrapped I with mix attention. up the pudding until that's kind of thick and I put that right in the center on the top in the crock pot. That and its weight will fall right to the center. It goes I'm right below the cake. cake. Okay. Yes, molten lava cake. So then you take two cups of chocolate chips and you just put those across the entire top of it. Now One got flat a layer. Top, a faux across top. the top yes, of it. Okay. And you turn it on for two and a half hours. And when you come back. Dear listener, stay with me for one second. I'm going to take you on a tiny nostalgic trip. Do you remember when you had Hungry Man dinners? I do remember the, them in the in the in the in the freezer case. Yeah. Oh no, I remember them in my mouth We're and on never the table. Get them. They're too fancy for us. Fancy? It's <laughs> white trash. What do you mean fancy? <laughs> so there was a seasoned corn that I would still kill for this moment right now. Butter, salt, uh, uh so good. But there was a. I'm drooling. There was a brownie. <laughs> That Season was in that corn. Okay, I, don't <laughs> I can't. Even know I can't what the fuck where that would be. Hello, fish stick with a stripe of tomato sauce. <sighs> not, uh, not uh, right. Okay, every time you know how I it's grew abuse. up. Yeah, it's abuse. I was raised by savages, and it was a good day when culinary, we got to have culinary abuse. Yeah. So, the smell of that brownie the second I took the top off that crock pot permeated the kitchen, and everybody who was doing. I want berries. I want fruit and cream. I'm staying healthy. <gasps> What's that smell? There's a all door. All of a sudden, yeah. it was everywhere. So all I did was put a ladle, really, like a big ladle in there. And next to it, I put whatever the vanilla ice cream yes. That, yes. that Costco had in the two-pack. I pried that open and eyes widened. It was fucking delicious. It was molten in the middle. It was perfect brownie cake on the outside and that layer on top of it's down the leftovers are downstairs in the refrigerator here which I can't imagine how to even heat it and have it but oh my god I think I just came it was so good my mouth is still drooling I highly recommend you saying yellow cake now makes me think huh 
You could do with like a lemon pudding center. Huh. Or you could do with, you could make it more like a tiramisu and you could make, um, you could make your lemon cake, but you could infuse it with, instead of using liquid, what's the liquid that goes in the cake mix? Milk or water? Milk. Milk. And so you could take that milk and you could use a, a powdered espresso. It comes in, you can get espresso grounds. Like you used to do Folgers, you know, with a spoon. Yeah, yeah, so yeah. So make your, so make your milk, mix it, mix it, mix it with this espresso grounds and then use that in your vanilla cake. And then you could have like a little tiramisu cake, put a little almond extract in the pudding when you put it in. Yeah. And then on top. Um, you could do butterscotch chips, maybe get kinky. I have those. I get have kinky those. and then serve it with um like some biscotti biscotti to for a little crunch. So you get like a pudding cup and then you can scoop it and spoon it out with, with like an almond biscotti or like a chocolate oh, dipped. I knew you Kahlua. would ratchet this shit up. We are basic <laughs> chocolate bitches in my family, and you just elevated the shit out of a TikTok dessert that just made well, my whole family. Well, I gotta get go, on the whole crock pot game because I I don't even have one. I have a little mini one. It's not so mini. I have a, a like for dips, like cheese yes, or chocolate. Yes, it's okay. not. I've seen we have mini one ones that, came that are with like ours. a yeah. tiny little individual flower pot. I've got one that's like a I don't know three quart maybe size. You just you, yeah, oh, it's meant still a decent it's, size. It's a mini one though, but you it's basically it holds just enough cheese dip and keeps it cool, keeps it warm when molten right. while you're trying to do whatever the hell you're trying to do. But it's kind of clunky looking and I they don't they don't have elegant ones. I just I get irritated with them. I want them to be I don't need it to be elegance the wrong word. I just in terms of design, I want it to be simplified, clean lined no extravagance and it's they're so chunky there's something about it they they're are always very so chunky. thick and chunky so that's how they operate right because this it's that not carafe. A, yeah this is not a thin walled glass this is not no and that's how it that's physically right. the heat transfer comes from that chunky chunky whatever the fuck and i'm like Mrah. so but i guess i gotta get on the it's fall i have to get on the crock pot train and i've been seeing a lot of recipes that are just putting like cutlets of chicken mounds of potatoes and like those are things I eat and vegetables on top of it for a couple of hours and it just comes out looking beautiful and right I, I kind of want in on that you wait you just pile shit and walk away yeah that's all it is and if you if you are with chicken stock right you just yeah sure give it a I liquid mean to- I of course I would guess or maybe add a little wine yeah 100 percent so if you are a big Mexican food aficionado then that is really one of the best ways that you can just shred up your damn chicken. You just throw it in there and you keep it moist, filled with liquid the whole time, and it almost self shreds, right? It just so that now you've Two got this forks, beautiful, Two forks. yeah, you you've got this it. beautiful shreddy ready to go all the time. Easy for you. Let's hit it. You should bring that to show and tell when you finally get it. My crock hey, pot. Hey, when's the last time you cried? Uh, I think it was, well, I cry all the physically have liquid leave my eyes every day. Yeah. So that was yesterday. That was this morning, but I don't know like an emotion cry. I don't remember one. I'm sure it was this week. I don't remember. Are you more emotional now than you've been before or is this just typical? I am more angry now than I've been before. Yeah. I have had the past whatever um, with the onset of my menopause, I've had so much more don't give a fuck. And also I'm going to strangle you until you're dead. Like it's just, <laughs> it's, there's no, the estrogen has left the building. And when that happened, it's like you just become a man. And I've, I guess I was already a little forceful to begin with. You so, become a man. Well, it's like, fuck you. And also, fuck you. You want to fight about it? Sure. Don't even care if I win. Just here for the fight. The I mean, that transition is, is done. <laughs> like, let's go. So, uh, yeah. So the years, the 10 years leading up to this, I vividly recall losing my mind with hormonal shifts and not understanding what it was and now look back and I was like oh all right Perry you fucked me hard I got you I got your number so many trips to the doctor to try to understand many trips to this and that and the other specialist and none of them said the thing now that that doctor whoever from Galveston Texas is telling doctor everybody who? is <laughs> yeah. telling you telling you listen you stupid bitches this has been menopause this whole fucking time you idiots this has been Perry this, the whole fucking yeah. time you idiots so no, it's so emotion, I guess, I don't think is the answer. <laughs> How about you? 
Do you think? Yeah, I cry every day. I I cry every single day. The, I think of Hootie. Even the dolphins make me cry. Everything <laughs> makes me fucking cry. Commercials, walking down the street. Well, is that new? I mean, that's my whole fucking life. I mean, no, I'm always. this is newer for me. I cry almost all day, every day. That's we new. Saw, oh. We saw old employees or coworkers of my husband's yesterday for a delicious breakfast. And we're sitting there and I'm just grateful to be with people who are good and like-minded and kind and it just it like came over me I thought wow this moment right here and I choose not to engage with people in general for the most part the fact that I left the house I engaged and I really enjoyed it like that was moving I don't know I don't think it was it was just lovely and yes I was all teary not like "Uh nothing dramatic (sighs) like that but I was very much moved by well I I cry when I work so it sounds like a terrible thing to say. Let Are me explain. you a prostitute? Stop. I cry when, <laughs> I cry when it's going well. So I, when I, as a writer, I don't have this when I'm doing other creative pursuits. I don't have it when I'm, when I'm singing and it's going really well. I have a physical response in my body. I can, I can feel, you know, the blood rushing all through my body and, you know, tingling at the end of the fingers you can see goosebumps pop up hair stands up on my on my arms and the back of my it's literally my body reacts when I hear music and when I create music out of making the sound out of my breath and my body when I'm cooking whatever I just get vibey when I'm actually writing there always comes a point where it clicks I get it I get that particular thing or that expression or that turn or where it starts to flow and then immediately I can't help it. The tears just come out. So much so that I was referencing an excellent line. We were trying to, I was talking with a client about her advertising and she was asking and we were sort of talking all around the concept and how can we improve it and which direction we needed to go because we're changing it for an upcoming campaign. And I wanted to reference something to use as an example for the thing we wanted to do. And in talking it through, I said, I always get emotional. I couldn't actually explain it to her it was just a tv commercial so I described the tv commercial I started crying while I was describing it so it's always again she's like my my god I'm like well I mean because it works right you when you connect with it that's what happens so crying is like always it's like always I when I don't even think of that as crying when you say crying I think of emotional all the life force sucked out of you there's nothing left. You're on the bottom. You There's no air in the no. world. The only thing that will keep you alive is to make this convulsive sound and, and, you know, producing this, taking the emotion and spitting it out of your body. Like, that's what I think of when you think, when you say the word crying. When physically, I cry like probably every hour of every day on some level. I don't even think of it as crying. So... I don't know what to say about all that. It's an emotional release. No, I did not mean the, <laughs> I didn't mean the heaving, right. sobbing, broken, right. crumbled. Um, I did start this by saying, fuck brides. You did. I did. I-, I want to really have this be my, I guess, soap boxy oh, section okay. of this episode. Your wedding is one day. <laughs> Uh-oh. Oh, God. Fuck brides. I am so tired of hearing this has to and you have to spend on and this you have to come to and travel for and not on my day that I don't ever want to go to another wedding. And I I fucking love weddings. I just want to go to weddings of people I don't know because I don't want to know the story that led you to this situation. I told you before I've seen on uh, New York Times Embedded that there were brides who were telling their bridesmaids, can you get a wig? I know you've had cancer and you had treatments, but I don't want my day to be about you coming with a with a bald head from cancer treatments. Wow. Can you either not be in my wedding or can you get a wig so my day's not about you? And another one. And I, it was all in the same thing, but I don't think it was the same bride oh who had God. said, I know you're trying to have a baby and that you lost this last pregnancy. Um, can you tell your friends about it so that when you come to the wedding, it's not all about you asking about your baby and asking about the fact that a human even thinks these things, not to mention puts them to speech, not to mention says them to the actual formerly pregnant or cancer patient. 
makes me want to euthanize brides. It. Like, they, well, it's it's not about so much a bride as a person who would behave that way ever. I can't imagine behaving that way ever. And I was a terrible, horrible, horrible bride. I was a horrible, horrible bride. I was very exacting. In what way? <laughs> I like things the way that I like them. And I yeah. told you on the last podcast that I was, you know, exquisitely neat, right? So things had to be a certain way. I was kind of, I mean, compared to now, pretty uptight. I didn't intend it to be that way. If someone told me that I was uptight, I would be angry about it because that's not who I am or who I want to be, but it presented that way. And I know it was that way. So all of my friends who love me a whole lot were there helping and doing and doing and doing and doing. And it seemed like no matter what was going on, I would ultimately have this moment where I would end up getting disappointed and it's nobody's fault. I don't want to be disappointed, but my disappointment couldn't be hidden from anyone else. And so they would be like, what the fuck am I doing all this for? So it was like that level of stress, Part of it has to do with the whole deal of look at me, look at me, look at me, which is a lot of pressure and stress for one individual to carry. A lot of it is your whole life revolving around, okay, now we're going to do this culturally significant lead up, long lead up time. It was a little bit like when I went to Italy. There was so much pressure that I invented in my own head about this is your whole generations of your family and this, this is, is the, the mothership. First, you've got right. to step off the plane and things have to be a certain way. When it turned the year 2000, I mean, I had a whole bunch of rules around that shit that I wrote for myself. So, I mean, it's just stupid shit. So I can get, I can, I, I can identify with how people are, but at the same time, I would never in a thousand million lifetimes look at a relative and say, it has to be about me. If anything, my stress came from how can I make it about more people? right? I want it to be about everybody in all of these different ways because that is my highest way of being hospitable and being the best bride is that everybody has a great time. To look at someone who is ill and think anything other than I'm so grateful you're even alive to Able fucking to come. be here yeah. is shocking and fucking stunning to me. The only thing that I can, so there's that part of it. The other part of it is I have a family member who went through a big life moment, achieved a big success, and someone happened to be pregnant. Another family member was pregnant at the time. And family member A learned about it and got so angry and said to me, of all people, she better not fucking, of course she had to say this on my day. And I was like, what? Because the only thing I could think was how exciting this great news is and how, how are these two things that don't connect and don't compare to each other and, and we're what, all gathering in what, one place. What we can all share spotlight, joy. Yeah. What yeah. spotlight is being directed only at you? Like, I don't even get. I, it stuck with me because I was so stunned that these people who love each other could in, in any way think, I only get one moment in the spotlight. This is it. And no one else can be celebrating like it was a it, the concept was so weird and so this whole thing about these brides who are turning it into even today on the today show they have a little town in vermont who's closing the road for a month because they're so tired of people coming and taking selfies with their foliage in their fucking front yard oh so they have decided fuck you i'd like to come home with my groceries and not have to and uh, fucking what do you call emergency vehicles can't get through because of all you assholes coming in here. People were coming with clothes changing tents and setting them up in their yard and doing multiple. Yeah. It's like picturesque. photo shoots. They yes. Were doing yes. Photo well, shoots? it's picturesque. It's beautiful. And I've been there. So, I mean, even to see it, I was like, Oh, I remember when they were my client. That's fun. That's beautiful. Okay. Yeah. So I can get wow. it. How people are, they've lost their fucking mind they in have. terms of your, whatever happened to the wedding being about, the celebration of your permanent union together, your decision to publicly profess your love for each other and your commitment to each other for a lifetime. When did this become about, you know, I need my pink iridescent lipstick or whatever the fuck. Where is. is my beige iridescent lipstick? Is it beige? Thank uh. you for the correction. Very good. Very well. Okay. I'm well, assuming we it's dirty dancing. Yes. So thank you. So, it has become this big production, like you said, right? It's no longer that intimate, 
It is four days in Nashville for the bridesmaids. It is three days in Vegas for the groomsmen. What if, I'm just saying, you're getting married at like the in your mid-20s. You don't have fucking money for right. a four-day, not to mention, and I told you last time about a bride and the bride's, I guess her maid of honor, were in cahoots and they said, we're going to order and pay for all the dresses. You pay us back. Remember this story? Yes. Where it was a $200 dress and they charged the girls $400 to <laughs> use the extra money for the trip and for all the stuff. What? What? I understand it's a huge business. I really do. It is It is pillaging. It is a rape of, of all of your friends who can't can or can't do it. If you can't go to something, you are... I mean, shit out of luck and the bride now fucking hates you and you ruined her pictures and she might for just having symmetry in the pictures, get someone to replace you for all these. It is crazy, crazy. And we now have a wedding coming up in our family. And I asked his, the mother, I said, Hey, is it crazy? Is it, you know, what's going on? Like what's, she's like, no, everything's lovely. Right. It's in a very expensive town where the Airbnb per night is like $400. Yeah, that's the word. And so it is expecting other people to give as much of a shit about your wedding as you do. It is one day. And you know who's... It's not like you were discussing the two things in your family. One is a wild accomplishment and the other is a pregnancy. I don't know how hard they or long they were trying to get pregnant. Fun's in the trying. Right. But your wedding is not a fucking accomplishment. Do you know who's allowed to get married? Do you know what you have to do to qualify to get married? Fucking nothing. There's no requirements. Do you have a heartbeat? Then you can get married. There is no accomplishment that you have made other than spending yours or your parents more likely or grandparents money on a narcissistic endeavor. That accomplishment, that baby, I feel the same way about gender reveals, but the bride I don't know once you get in the algorithm, they're all coming at me, Amy. They're all coming at me. And I can't, I'm furious about brides right now. <sighs> Talk me off the roof, please. I don't, I think you need to just start looking at some different content, honestly, because it is a generational thing and it, we've groomed them into this. There was always a person, there was bridezilla long before there was Instagram, before it existed. And since the advent of that and now TikTok and the idea that there's Instagram for the for the photos and now we've got BTS and video on TikTok and every other fuck and reels and every other place. You're just you're writing the movie of your life. And last time I checked, movies aren't reality. And so there's a real strong correlation between this fictitious life you're leading on socials and the content you're creating around it and putting it out there for who and for what. If you're not putting it out there, you'd think about the reasons that you're putting it out there. It can be fun to share your stuff with other people. It can be a great commemoration of the day, a memorialization of the day. It can be a great way to connect with other people. It can be a way to help other people. When it comes down to I'm showing off for me, why don't you just put up a fucking billboard in your town or a poster in your front yard? I mean, because that's all this is. That's all it is. Just think about what the fuck you're doing for a second, will you please? What's your priority, a wedding or a marriage? You really, your priorities are fucked. And I think it's ignorance I think it's narcissism and ignorance and narcissism mixed together it's wildly dangerous you're gonna lose friends do you have a moment that you remember from your wedding or someone else a family wedding where you kind of lost relatives or friends because of I didn't invite this one with a guest I told that or I put them at a table where they weren't happy or what or they weren't in the picture or for us they didn't get to light a candle at the bar mitzvah or whatever it is do you have lost relationships due to just craziness at a function like that? Well, I don't have a lost relationship, but I have a deeply altered, um, unfortunate end of a relationship that way. When I was, I was working when we got married. I mean, I'm always working, but meaning I was old enough and I had, my career had started and I had professional relationships with all these folks and our wedding was expensive. And I was conscious that I couldn't have everybody from the office. So I picked basically a 10 top table of 
coworkers and, and close colleagues, right? And I selected them, I thought, very thoughtfully. But I did work at a small enough office that it appeared that because I hadn't invited the owner of the company, that I had somehow slighted her. And all I thought was, I don't have the money, and I don't, you know, it's just we're, we're paying attention to what everything costs. I've never been to lunch with you. Like, I don't, we don't socialize. So it was just a weird thing. I didn't even know that this happened until actually at the ceremony is when I learned that this happened. She was so bent out of shape at not being invited. She, because everybody was like weird about sending in their RSVPs. And I thought, I don't know why it's taking them so fucking long, but okay. And then I want to say eight out of the 10 showed up, right? And then two didn't come. And I'm like, well, that's a little weird. Come to find out the boss had planned a specific picnic style cookout at her house on the exact day at the exact time and invited everybody else just so you have to force yourself to pick where you're going to go like pick your allegiance and the leadership the two folks in leadership didn't come they went they went to her thing and there and one of them actually one of them a third person in leadership did come and told me what was going on I'm like oh fuck and I the stupidest part of this whole thing is the woman who owned the company very high up in the Republican Party like super leadership super high up very well to do at the time. I don't know why I didn't think to invite her because I would have gotten a huge ass gift. Like what the fuck? I didn't even, it didn't even occur to me. <laughs> like it's just, I was just thinking who are my friends? Like I, the, the calculus was not, and I didn't, it was not truly, I was not being a calculating Obviously, bride. Right, I was just right. picking based on whatever. And my parents didn't, know that this was happening or we never had a conversation where they could guide me. And even if we had had a conversation, I don't know that it would have come up in this way, but so yeah, that's the only one. But in terms of family, no, our, our, we're very blessed. Our families, everybody's, we're Italian. If you got a problem with somebody else, you're not going to have it for long because it's too bad. Talking to my sister-in-law, she said, I had to have several difficult conversations because her son's getting married. They have a hundred friends between the two of them. Right. They are, uh, they're 29 now, right? So you said I had started my career. They are both deep in their careers. They have at least a hundred guests. Family-wise, each family has at least 50 immediate people. You're right. Yeah. So that's 200 immediately without even going to. So my sister-in-law said, I, I've been invited to 17 weddings this year, right? right they all, right. all these friends in the friend groups and it's her, their friends, kids. She's not really throwing. I mean, she's helping a lot, but she's not really throwing. How do you make your list? How do you have the conversations? How do you not offend? That to me is a more valuable conversation than don't you come to my party right can you can you maybe wear a better belt than the one you're wearing because I'm so fixated on the aesthetic of the photograph I wanted about me not you and how you look pretty or you look bald or you don't have a baby on your hip like all of those things I think brides should be flushed down a toilet dear listener what do (laughs) you think I am very curious is the wedding more important than the marriage Do, do they have a right to be so, I don't know, fucking crazy about their weddings and their parties and what other people have to pay, please let us know. Brilliantobservations at gmail.com. Go to us on the socials. Hit up Facebook, Brilliant Observations, Brill Ob Squad, where Amy's going to post a picture of Bakelite Spatula. I really want to see that. Um, the word resin gets me every time. I'm all of a sudden intrigued. I, now, I let me just say, I got to just get on record here. It's not, this is an actual working piece of this was the kitchen. I keep it, honestly, I keep it in my clothing dresser in my bedroom so I can so just see it and touch it. it. No, it, honestly, it's it's just, it, it's a memento. It's a, it's a memory. That's why I keep it. This is not like... If you were to go and get Bakelite on eBay, you'd be able to see that they look like this one is gnarled and has been washed a million times and it's fucking crumbling. It's not a good example. But anyway, I'll put it up. But it's good for a show and tell. You can also find us at Listen Brilliant on, I'm just going to say Instagram because fuck Twitter. And I'm not using its new name either. Somebody Um, actually said Elon Musk must have a trans kid, I think. Does he? I think. And he dead names this kid. 
So that's why we should all call Twitter Twitter because we're basically dead naming X because we refuse to accept the new name. <laughs> oh my God. Because it really irritates him that people call it Twitter still. So I'm super, I'm always going to call it Twitter. I agree. I endorse <laughs> it. It will always be Twitter. He's also pissed me off with. It's the Jews' fault that I'm selling fewer cars. The anti-defamation. He's he's lost his fucking mind. And <laughs> I'm fine with it. I have one last question for you. Yes. Do you have house clothes? I am trying to cultivate house clothes. Yes, but I don't. No, I don't. I ruined a silk shirt making dinner the other night, and it made me so angry because three quarters of the way in, I was like, "Fuck it! Why did I not?" remember to go take this off and put on some dinner cooking clothes in in the beginnings of the clean out that I've mentioned ad nauseum on here part of the thing that I do is every night when I take my clothes off at the end of the night and get ready for bed I put on pajamas that's the thing now no more just whatever fucking shirt you were wearing that day and under pantalones let's go no it's full-on pajamas go on and all the clothes that I was wearing if they're jeans and they can be worn another day they get folded up and they get put on a particular shelf that I have for that or they go everything goes in the specific sorting laundry bins all the fucking things right there's no clothes on the floor don't put it down put it away it's don't put it down put great. it away and so even to the point where my child was like oh pajamas and I'm like yep so that's it's how, the new me. That's how it's going to go. Yep. So I have like a middle tier. So I have the actual pajamas. Then I have, which I think you do this already all the time, which is sweatpants, right? I think you're a sweatpants person. I am. A t-shirt and sweatpants. Well, that's new to me. So, I mean, I have, I, love it. I have them, but I truly would put them on if I was going to go use them if I was going to go be active I was going to go do something exercise whatever I didn't just put them on and wear them fucking around well now I'm sort of because I have a robe that's what a robe is for I don't robe robe was in between shower and dressing right and so now I have like that middle area I'm wearing it right now I'm wearing a a sweat shirt it's actually shaped like a shirt it's just made of that jersey material and the pants too but they sort of look like real pants anyway it's all that stuff you see on Amazon where they're like these Lululemon dupes this is what I'm wearing on the plane Dupe? for 200 hours when I'm gonna be on the plane ram, ram, ram. so I'm, I'm having those and they're pretty fucking good the other thing is I I can't get around it now my neighbors are always in the backyards so I can't just wander out there you know wearing Two pasties and a thong. Like I have to have something on that's not ridiculous at all hours of the day. I could see that thirty bucks cost you more than that. So I'm just trying to. How about how about a box of chocolate? So house clothes is. uh, I think I'm gonna say yes. Is that sweatpants and a t-shirt? Is that house clothes to you? Okay. It's the wake up, wake up in the morning. Yes, like P Diddy. Um, and put on whatever it is you put on. Just an immediate roll out of bed. And I am cultivating as well house clothes just to have. The pajamas have been a real game changer, right? I've been stepping for the past two, three years more heavily into pajamas just because of all the travel across. And you're in a hotel room. Yes. Magically, there's somebody else's kids are in there Always. with you. Or you yes. just need to run down and get a coffee. So, I mean, the having pajamas has been great. And it kind of changes. There's a wonderful psychological shift that comes with removing clothes at the end of the day or when you're when you're truly prepping for bed yeah, you're not you, pre- you're not yeah. prepping for tv or passing you're not, out you're not prepping for some other activity the only activity left when you put the pajamas on is to physically go to sleep and it's a it's a neat little trick because it's, it's a sort little of meditation it softens like it. everything yeah and then when you wake up you're sort of like and then you remove the pajamas and you think now I'm awake like it's just I don't know it's it's good do you fold them and put them under your pillow what no I have a pajama drawer I'll wear them two or three nights in a row for real I won't I don't need to wash them every night because I'm not disgusting so I mean I go to sleep I wake up they still smell clean there you go that's it so no I don't put them under the pillow is that a place yeah I do I have um, the when I'm wearing pajamas and I don't just fall into bed at the end of whatever day, I will fold them when I take them off and I will put them under the pillow. And if it's a really, really good night's sleep, I'll say, see you soon. Oh, my God. I I love you. I love sleeping. I love bed. I love bedtime. So those are my friends. Those are my friends. I'm coming back to spend my favorite time with my friends. See you soon. (laughs) I hope. I hope I see you soon. 
She's laughing at me, not with me. I love you. That's So I would like to know, dear listener, when you write us, do you, you don't have to tell me if you talk to your fucking pajamas, but I, I do a lot of talking. You have to tell us if you talk to your pajamas. Do you wear pajamas? Do you wear them more than one night? Do, do you they put them talk under your back? pillow? Yeah. No, do they talk they're back? still pajamas. Okay. They, they wink, but they don't talk back. See, that front button good. goes. See you soon. <laughs> back at you. Oh, I love it. Dear listener, thank you so much for turning us on today. I hope in some way we turned you on, and I can't imagine how. We love you so much. You know how to get in touch with us. We sure wish you would. We wish you would. That's right. That was for Dina. Um, please, please, please let us know what you're thinking, what your fears and hopes and dreams are. So, And what you've made in a crock pot that can help Amy transition into, you know. I'll have to go buy a fucking crock pot now, but I'll do it. A I'll crock it. potter. We love you. Take care. Yeah, don't be that bright. Bye. Bye. Bye.